everybody. Welcome to another episode of HP Critical, a podcast where my friends and I talk all things gaming. I am your host, Terrell, and I am joined by Gabe. Good morning, afternoon, evening. Fuck. Sorry. Hi. Oh, what a great <laughs> Sorry. That was a great intro. I can't uh, Hi, everyone. It is evening. Yes, it is actually very late, so he's probably just confused. It's been a long day. It really has. Very long day. And of course, Brandon. Hi, guys. Happy evening to you. Happy evening. Um, so I know we didn't even get to talk about it last time, but totally I want to see what you guys have been up to. Like, what have you been playing lately in this the, the edge of the end of January? What have we been up to? Uh, first. Go ahead. So, yeah. So I said it last time we we had talked about like games we played. I finally finished the campaign of Yukio. It's like been over two hundred hours is my hour count. There's a lot of card games in that in that story mode. Now I'm just deck building. I'm probably not I'm probably not gonna be playing for too much longer, but I just wanna make now that I have all these points from playing all these story mode missions, I just wanna see what kind of cool stuff I can make. And I mentioned also two weeks ago in our last podcast that I was reading a lot of One Piece. As a result, I've been playing a lot of this. This is a game I've owned since like 2016. It is called One Piece Burning Blood. And basically it's a fighting game about One Piece, as you could probably tell. Um, I've had this for like five years because I just like really wanted to look super dope and I just did like a fun lot of fun multiplayer matches with friends. But I never did the story mode of it because it was spoilers as hell. I wasn't caught up. Now that I'm at the point where, you know, I'm at the point of the story where I can play this damn game, I've been playing the story and actually really enjoying it. So that's pretty much been the main two things I've been playing, those those two. Um oh, I'm not going to talk about it now because I want to give everyone a chance to talk about what they've been up to. But I also played the Balan Wonder War demo today, and I have thoughts, but we'll get there. Yeah, you know, I didn't even get a chance to. I've been busy all day. I didn't even get a chance to download it. Um, but speaking of demos that I also didn't get a chance to play, 100% was ready to talk about the Resident Evil 5 demo. Did not even touch it. Don't you mean 8? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Resident Evil 8? Oh my god, what am I thinking? 5? I was like, wait, there's... <laughs> Resident Evil Village, like, I was supposed to play it, completely just blacked out. The week has been crazy, as you guys know. It's just been, like, ridiculous. So I, I didn't even... I haven't downloaded because I downloaded it last podcast, but I haven't even touched it. And Balan Wonderland's another one I want to play. I've literally exclusively been playing Breath of the Wild, which I've gotten nowhere. Um, what else? Uh, a little bit more Final Fantasy VIII and um, uh, more Yakuza Like a Dragon and uh Danganronpa 2 which I think I am on chapter 3 or 4 now and that game yeah. guys if you haven't played the Danganronpa series 2 is like 10 times better than 1 the cases yes. are ridiculously yes. good like I agree um you know I, do you guys know what Danganronpa is Kelly Gabe no no um, idea so <laughs> the short version it is basically like a graphic novel type game that you play and um these kids are i don't think this is really much a spoiler because it's a premise they're a bunch of kids in a school and um the only way that they can get out of the school because they're stuck in there the only way they can get out is by murdering someone and getting away with the murder and so like you learn about these kids and yes there's 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 the mascot <laughs> mama kuma he's the mascot mama of Danganronpa. the mascot of uh Danganronpa. and so you know, you, you have to solve these different cases where, like, you know, one, one kid decides to murder another one. And then if you if you find out who the killer is, then the rest of you get to live and that person dies. But if you don't find out who the killer is, everyone else dies, including you, and the, that person gets to escape um, the school. So that's, that's the premise for it. Wow. But yeah. it's really awesome. Like, the cases have been crazy. I can't talk about any of them because they're all spoilers. Yes. But... 
it is like the last one I did, I was like, oh my God, this is like, how did they get away with this murder? They didn't, but like, whatever. Anyway, that's, that's all I've been playing. What about you guys? Uh, I've been playing WoW this yes. week. Um, I am not max level yet, but I've been grinding. Um, I rage quit last night because it it was just feeling like work, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to like do missions and it just feels like work. And I was just like, I don't want to fight another person right now. Like, I don't want to do it, you know? So I rage quit. I thought about canceling my subscription, but I didn't yet. I, I might. I'm honestly just mad, and I just want to, like, not play WoW for a while. <laughs> Anywho, um, and I've been getting back into Phasmophobia, which obviously was one of my favorite games. I've been playing solo a lot. I actually did, like, pretty good. I aced, like, a, a pro prison last night. It was, I mean, honestly sick. Like, I'm yes. <laughs> Uh But I still get scared. Um, also, the medium comes out today. I have it downloaded from Game Pass, but I didn't get to play it because of the podcast. So tomorrow I am playing the shit out of that. And, and so you know you be... have to tell us about it next week. Of course. And I'm going to write a review as well. So I'm On very... HPCritical.com. Check yes. It out. Plug it, plug it, plug it, plug <laughs> it. Um, no, but I, yeah, I'm excited about that. And I've been looking forward to that game, actually, because I feel like we talked about it before. Didn't you say something about this game before? I think I did once, like, a long time ago, probably. At some yeah. Point. <laughs> okay. Well, then I was hearing more things, and I was like, I want to play this. I but bought yeah. Scott Pilgrim versus the World, ooh, like, the ooh. game suggestion. I haven't touched it. I've never also watched the movie. That's one Dude. of those. <gasps> what? what? You've never seen Scott Pilgrim versus I the... have not. I heard it's on Netflix, so she just said it's, it's on like, Netflix. What? It's like my favorite movie. It's I I've never seen it. I'm so I've sorry. I've seen it probably a hundred times. Oh I'm not God. allowed to watch movies, though, because I have to play games. It's a video it's game a movie. Point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I'm not allowed to watch TV or movies because I don't have enough time in the day, so instead of doing those things, I have to play games. But I will make time for Scott Pilgrim before I play the game. Okay. That, and I'm going to also eventually play I Can Tell. Gabe, what are you playing? Uh, Mario Odyssey, Dark Souls, Persona 5 Royal... Smash Bros. and Breath of the Wild. That is the shortest list ever. That is you. a very enthusiastic It's but, like, he just made it more concise. Like, <laughs> No, I mean for him, because last time it was, like, 10 million games. Now it's only five. Oh, fair. Respectable. I Respectable. I appreciate, you know, uh, toning it down. Oh, uh, you know, obviously because I am a huge Persona 5 fan, how are you liking it? I love the game. The game's great. This I'm not even, so- like from anyone who listens i'm still into the movie i mean i'm still in the beginning of the game so that just goes to show you dude uh, you know one of my favorite things about that game is how freaking stylish it is like the menus for that game the music for that game the characters the story it's perfect speaking of games um warner bros everybody Mm -hmm. knows warner those games they have a bunch of games that i can't think of off the top of my head including the lego games right they have some lego games lego batman is warner bros i believe i think all the lego games are warner brothers yeah well no that's not true because there's like some lego disney i I think it might be hp right harry potter is that warner bros yeah harry potter's warner bros yeah for sure for sure and uh they have some other Batman games, too. Um, not just Lego games. They have some other Batman games, too, I'm sure. Well, yes. um, and, you know, they have also Gotham Knights coming out soon. That's or right. not soon, but at some point in the future. Year, hopefully. 
hopefully, uh, Warner yeah. Bros. Games has announced that they will now have a heavy focus on live service. This is coming from VG247. Um, and the article says, an internship ad on the creators page for Warner Bros. Home Entertainment, which oversees the gaming, publishing, and development arm Warner Bros. Interactive Entertainment, has revealed an interesting insight into how the publisher views its upcoming games. And it says... WBIE is currently involved in a variety of new projects ranging from casual games to core games featuring our well-known franchises on all platforms, console, digital, mobile, with a heavy focus on live service. Now, it doesn't go into any more specifics on that, but I, for one, am such a huge proponent for not having live service games. I think one of the latest ones that was, I think we can officially say is a failure, was Marvel's Avengers. Um, but anytime there is a live service game, I, I want to preface this by saying that I took my Xbox over to a friend's house to play Yakuza, which I downloaded and paid for, got there, and I couldn't play the game because I was not connected to the internet because it said that I had to connect to the internet to be able to play my game. And I had to make my Xbox the primary Xbox so that that wouldn't happen again. But I couldn't do that because you have to be on the internet to make that game. I mean, that that Xbox, your primary Xbox. So I already have an issue when game systems or games are uh, unavailable unless you have internet requirement. By the way, Yakuza Like a Dragon is 100% single player. It does not require internet. Like, I should just be able to start the game and play it. I have a similar issue with um, live service games. I feel like a lot of times live service games are companies just trying their best to take as much money out of you as they can for a single title. So that's my opinion on it. Warner Bros., like I said, they have a lot of games that a lot of us like. How do you guys feel about them having a heavy focus on live service games? Yeah, so I think there's a there's a place for games as a, the game for live service games, and I think there's a place for games that don't have it. It's honestly a bit worrying and concerning to me that they're putting such a heavy focus on it, because especially if it's one company that is doing all that, you know, games as a ser- any game that has a game as a service. That's made with the intention that it's gonna have not only have people buy that game, but to keep retention of it. You know, to keep playing that game. And I feel like if you do too many of those games from like one particular studio, it's already hard enough. Like, let's be real, the games as a first service thing already a very competitive market in modern gaming. There's a lot of games like that that want you to keep playing after you have purchased it, right? So for one company to essentially, I guess, give itself competition by having all these different games as a service, it's worrying not just for, like, players who may not be interested in that kind of thing, but it's also worrying for them as a company because imagine, uh, like, the one saving grace would be, like, you know, that Hogwarts game that's got delayed 2022, let's say that's a game as a service, which I think they said it was going to be, and let's say a DC game. So that's Harry Potter and DC. There's some overlap, but not as much. But let's say there's like two DC like games as a service that are out right now and both being supported. Then people are like, what What do we do? <laughs> it's like, so it, it just worries me. And, you know, as speaking as someone that really does enjoy, you know, single player focused games and then going through those games, personally, it is a bit concerning that they're all going that route. And you were to mention Avengers, Avengers a second ago. The one of the biggest complaints I heard about Avengers was that it couldn't figure out if it wanted to be games as a service or a single player adventure. A lot of people were saying great things about a single player thing, but the fact that it was also tied into like this like service thing held it back from being what could have been either a great game as a service or or a great single player. They tried to mesh it; it didn't quite work out for them. 
obviously barring all those bugs they had day one, like ignoring all that, it's just the general game itself was just trying to be two different things. I was just going to say, you know, that that is, I think, a prime example of what the issue is. Like, you have you want to have a games as a service, but then you have a thousand bugs that you got to fix on day one. That does not make me confident for the longevity of the rest of this game. Like, I feel like if you can't start it out good, it's not going to get any better. But also this article says, and I wanted to bring this up really quick, Back for Blood, which Warner, which, um, Warner is publishing, is an online co-op shooter practically made to be a live service game. You can already imagine new characters, maps, costumes, weapons, etc. arriving in season-style gear um season style regular updates for games like hogwarts legacy however things are less clear and it also goes on to say it's probably safe to assume that not every single game will follow that model something like lego star wars the skywalker saga doesn't seem to be a live service game sure we also don't know what other warner's other studios like netherrealm monolith and so on are working on and whether or not their next projects are going to fit that definition Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that, that I wanted to bring that up because I think it's also important to note that they have a lot, like it's huge. They have a lot to work with. So um, even though this does say that, you know, that might be their focus, that doesn't, like you mentioned, Brandon, that doesn't mean it's going to be everything. But right. I still just don't like games as a service personally. But Yeah. And there's a lot of people who feel the same way. And they're just hearing that, like, never mind all the constructive criticism about it. They're just hearing game service and just recoiling and just recoiling in, in disgust because it's just not the thing. You know? Okay, Kelly, anything else to add? I don't think so. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, do you like games as a service games? Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, none of the games that I'm currently playing, I guess WoW is. Yeah, um, MMOs are like the ultimate games as a service. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's really the only one. I, I don't really... Um, Ever I don't I don't really know I I I don't play a lot of single player games I guess now I do so I really don't play a lot of like you know games as a service but like before it was just like I always played online multiplayer games so I guess everything was pretty much you know yeah mm-hmm. um but now I've been more into single player stuff so I haven't really even thought about it but like I said I do have a WoW subscription so whatever it just depends like I want games to continue if they're good but sometimes i just wish they would die so but um because i can't ever stick with a game for a long time you know neither can i yeah i I can't i can't just because i have other stuff to play like i was looking at the games that were gonna supposed to come out this year i'm like i am not gonna have the time so same i don't know same um well before i move on since you guys don't have much to say about that before i move on i i like I do want to talk a little bit about my issue, which was the fact that you can't, um, I think, I think maybe Kelly, you were the person who told me, or maybe it was Dylan that told me I had to set the Xbox as my primary Xbox. I probably didn't tell you that. However, I bought my boyfriend an Xbox one when they first came out as a present and he didn't have internet at his house. And I went to GameStop and I was like, tell me this is going to work without internet. And they said, yes, I bought that shit. I took it over there. It didn't work. I returned it. And they were like, they wouldn't take, he was like, I'm not going to take this. You opened it. I was like, you told me this was going to work without internet and it didn't. So they took it back, but I bought another one eventually. (laughs) Um, And I just set it up at my house where it had internet. And then I took it over there. But what happened was if you played it offline, right? So we played all these games offline and you could, um, 
but then when we brought it back to the internet and synced it, it erased all of our save data oh for the games that we had gosh, played. Are yeah, you serious? yeah. Uh, we had just cause three. We had done so much in that game. I never, I never really picked the game back up, but it erased everything because it synced up. Cause you, if you played offline and then you got online, mm-hmm. it erased everything. So I don't have a good experience with that. But then again, I'm never gonna live in a place without internet again. So I don't think it'll be a problem. But dang, I mean, yeah, I was gonna ask like if you guys had experiences where you were unable to play a game because of internet restrictions, and I think that's the ultimate example honestly yeah like, that just makes no sense to me like i'm just that, hurt. that story hurt me <laughs> like, if i just want to play final fantasy 7 remake i don't feel like i need to be yeah. connected to the internet well it, it played games fine without the internet but you could never update them and you can't play some games without the original day one update like some games won't work cyberpunk so, 2077 yeah. is a great example yeah like you that game is unplayable without the day one patch I think Grand Theft Auto 5 or something, it just, you couldn't play it without the patch. I mean, and then, like I said, whenever I brought it to my house to download gay one, day one patches, it was like, okay, well, now you have nothing, so go cry. Oh, man. Mm. I, I, I am so sorry, first of all, <laughs> like, because that is literally devastating. I'm sure you're over <laughs> it now, but that's yeah. so devastating. That was, that was years ago, but yeah, it was it was really frustrating because we had played like so much on these games and they just got erased and i could go you know obviously into a conversation of digital versus physical and like what happens when you purchase a digital game that you don't have uh, you know that you have access to but you can't play it because your switch wants to check that you have the licensing to be able to play a game that you already paid for and you might not be you know somewhere where there's internet and now you can't pay a game that you just paid 60 bucks for and you're sitting there looking at a screen so fix this problem people fix this problem (laughs) just like figure it out fix it whatever uh so recently in Mm. the news was ninja i'm sorry did you guys have anything else to say on that no right okay so recently in the news was ninja who thinks that parents should parent who thinks parents should parent their kids according to this article at gamestop.com the popular streamer said it's not his job to teach kids about racism and white privilege um this was his quote. Quote, it all comes down to parenting. You want to know who your kid is? Listen to him when he's playing video games when he thinks you're not. Here's another thing. How does a white kid know he has white privilege if his parents never teach him or don't talk about racism? If they're gaming and their first interaction with racism is one of their friends saying the N-word and they have no idea what it is, what if it was on my stream? Is it my job to have this conversation with this kid? No, because the first thing that's going on in my head is this kid is doing this on purpose to troll me. If someone says a racial slur on someone else's stream, it could potentially get the streamer banned. It's awful, but that's the first thing I think of. He goes on to say, I don't think it's gaming. I think it's internet culture. People are behind the screen. They say what they want and can get away with it. You have complete anonymity. Your information and data are precious and should remain private, but it sucks that there are kids who can say racist things and be incredibly aggressive and threatening to women online and have zero repercussions. It would be awesome if when someone said something threatening, you could be like, let me look this... Let me look up this dude's gamer tag on the website. If the law could do this, not a normal person, and then boom. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, before I rip Ninja a new one, someone tried to defend this guy. Oh, you want me to try to defend him? No, I mean, you oh, can also talk Well, to I, I could. Uh, let's see. You uh, don't have to. I think he's I, trash. I think that 
parents should parent their kids, right? Right. Okay, I think that we all agree that parents should parent their kids, but Mm -hmm. like, and obviously monitoring what your children are doing on the internet is Mm -hmm. what parents should be doing. So I think that we all agree on that point. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously mind those ESRB ratings, okay? Um, But I think where he faults is obviously he doesn't want to do it. But, like, imagine you're him. I mean, nobody wants that hair, but let's just pretend um, <laughs> that we, like, are in his shoes. This is how he makes his money. Young, white kids on Fortnite. So, like, why would he ever want to upset them? Like, he doesn't want to say anything about anything that they're doing, if it's racist or whatever, because he's white anyways. He doesn't want to say, I've got privilege that I'm able to play video games for money and make like a lot of money, like ridiculously amounts of money for playing fucking Fortnite. Who knew, right? Um, But like, obviously he would have to admit that he has privilege to teach those kids about privilege, but he doesn't want to admit that he has privilege. And I don't think a lot of people do. Um, Like I said, it's not his job to parent. You're not like scolding the kids for doing something, but you can say like, hey, that's not right. But then he would lose viewers and possibly money. That's why he doesn't do it. I'm not Mm. saying he is right. But I don't think that he cares what people think about him not saying it. Because he's still going to have a 13-year-old army ready to literally go to battle for him no matter what. I don't don't think that he cares. But he should just stop talking then. Because he just sounds like someone whose only audience is like 13-year-olds who play Fortnite. Um. Mm. And that's that's Ninja for you. Yep. I I don't have too much more to say. I'll just kind of like piggyback what Kelly said because I agree with like the point that we all agree on about you should parent your child. Look at the ratings, all that good stuff. Yeah, of course we all agree on that. As far as like, yeah, he definitely should like say more than not at all when especially when when race comes into it. I think, and I and like I'll give him some benefit of the doubt and say that when he was talking about it's not his job to parent people. I'm assuming he meant that in like in the individual sense because when you have like a million viewers consistently, yeah. you can't go to each individual one that's saying the N word and be like, hey, stop doing that. No, you can't. But if you, but like I think a jet like if say a whole bunch of people are like coming for an hour and coming to and, and, and doing something, then you know you should probably say something because you know that's a big problem that you're just kind of just like I don't I don't see any of that. I don't see it. You don't know. It's it. You know, and it, and I'm sure with the bigger you are, the more you're going to deal with that. So I think it's quite ridiculous to to say that there's nothing he can do in that regard, as opposed to like something like there's there's stuff you can do in the micro and there's stuff you do in the macro, and you got to choose which one you want to do in this situation because it is a cause worth defending, especially when you have that influence. Yeah. Keep, did you want to jump in? Oh, I mean, it it sounded like another one of those, like, keep, you know, your politics and your real-life problems out of gaming type of thing. Because it's like, uh-huh. you know, it's like everyone's been saying, you know, this is what he does. He's a streamer. That's that's his livelihood. And, you know, I guess, you know, if you're streaming or you're making all this content and stuff, you don't want to, you know, be stopping every now and then and tell the kids, like, you know, like, this is why this is wrong. And, you know, but, again, as, like, Kelly said, it's it's – it's it's almost like he's oblivious to the fact that hey dude you're white you know 
regardless of you know what happens to the fact that he's white because he well, gets away it, with it, a it, bunch it's of white way, people shit all the time the way the way he's acting he went away you know he went about it um you know and you can i guess you know you can say as many times as you want it's up to the parents you know to talk about this stuff but a racist kid, a racist parent isn't going to tell their kid, hey, look, we're a racist family. Mm-hmm. So this is the wrong thing to say. <laughs> or, you know, a white a white suburban family isn't going to tell their kid, hey, we got this privilege where, you know, if I'm doing this, but a person of color is doing this, I'm going to get away with it. But they're not. No, they're not going to do that because white people don't think they're doing anything wrong. And for anyone listening to this, and I can already hear the angry, oh, my gosh, they said they're generalizing white people again. You know, fuck off. By this point, if you don't get that. I'm not talking about white people as a you know a generalized race or whatever. Disclaimer: I'm white. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for anyone listening, Kelly's white, and when we say white people, like we don't mean you know. Never mind, Gabe. You were saying I don't want to. Yeah. So you know, again, it's. I get you want to make your job easier for yourself, buddy, but at the same time, as someone who has such a big platform. Maybe it's better for you to teach these kids about this type of stuff because there's a very good chance their family isn't doing it. Like, what you say, like, he wants to make his job easier, though. Like, what could be easier than playing video games for money? Playing Fortnite, yeah. (laughs) I think all four of us have been around the internet long enough to know that if you ever tell a content creator, and I'm putting quotation marks around that in my head, my arms are too tired to come up right now, if you ever tell a content creator what could be easier than playing a game for money, they're going to go on a whole tirade oh, yeah. about, like, you don't understand. Look, man, every single one of us here understands. Jarrell is the creator of our website. Kelly streams almost every night. Brandon streams every night, makes those streams into YouTube videos. We all write articles. I run a YouTube channel, which, given I don't, you know, upload every day, but that's literally because I'm lazy, but we get it. And we all have jobs. I was just gonna say we're also and we all working all as well. All with, a, with actual jobs. Not, yeah, we're not, like, and it's not easy jobs. Yeah, it's not easy jobs. Jobs that you know, by the end of the day, we're recording this podcast right now. It's nine forty-two. I'm wearing pajamas. I took a shower. <laughs> I ate dinner. I had my dessert. I'm ready for bed. But I'm doing this because I want to. So that whole oh my job's not easy. Shove it up your ass, man. Um. So I'm a I'm gonna say some things, See. and the first thing is that I feel like Ninja has a big enough platform. Like this motherfucker got shirts in fucking Target. Like he's bro. got so much stuff. Like, you you have you're the only person that I can think of right now who's not a celebrity that's in like Fortnite the game like has skins and shit. Um, when you and you guys are all streamers or you know youtube you're you're putting things up so i i know that you can understand this in your channels whether you're making money or not i believe and correct me if i'm wrong but i believe that if you allow certain things in your chat people will assume that those things are okay in your chat right yeah so like if you have kids saying the n-word in your chat and you don't stop them i'm going to assume that you're okay with people saying the n-word in your chat and if you're okay with people saying the the n-word in your chat i'm going to assume that you feel like there's no problem with white people saying the n-word and if you know and then there's a ripple effect if you don't feel like there's a problem with white people saying the n-word do you say it i don't know like i don't know what you do behind the scenes but 
it's really important when you create communities as a streamer, right? Like, it's very important that you can understand the community that you've created because, like, I, you know, I don't, I can't speak for any of you, obviously, but I'm pretty sure that Kelly is not going to let some misogynistic asshole, you know, just come into her chat and hang out and then invite his misogynistic asshole friends to come into her chat. I don't think you could pay her enough. I don't know. Maybe you can. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. Like, depends. I don't think that you can, like, there's just, I think that when you do things like when you don't stop things like that you're telling the type of person that you are like you're allowing this type of community to be part of your community which is in the end going to shun and turn off an entire population of people because it's you know it's racist it's an issue and you're deciding that it's okay in your chat after already having certain issues my other problem with this is and i looked up the tweet i'm going to read it from you guys from ninja on 52920 and it says a black reporter, and he tagged them, gets arrested with valid media credentials while cooperating with police, all filmed live, and George's murder murderer is still free, tells you all you need to know about America's problems. He's talking about the George, George Floyd murder case, by the way. And he says, I stand with the back, black community and all races, hashtag justice for Floyd. Um, so wh- why did this conversation about Ninja come up, about him not telling Kit about him not using his platform. I'm not exactly sure why this started becoming a thing. Like, why was he brought up? Like, what was the context of this conversation when he's giving this statement that we all know now? Um, Because I don't really know. And I saw it being referenced on Twitter, but I really don't know the surrounding anything. Like, why was, like, why was he making this statement? Like, I I don't... So... The article says, uh, quote, I'm reading it from um, GameSpot.com, Ninja Thinks Parents Should Parent Their Kids by Jeremy Winslow. And it says, Ninja was asked several questions by the publication about a number, because, sorry, he had an interview with the New York Times. Okay. And he was asked a number of questions by the publication about a number of things in his life, from his plans to transition to voice acting, to his comments a few years ago about not playing games with women. One question in particular was centered around the behavior of the kids who frequent his live streams. When asked what could be done to mitigate the oftentimes infantile and inflammatory comments made in the chat, which inevitably tend to devolve into some form of derogatory or racial slurs, that's when he said it all comes down to parenting. And then he went on to say that it's not his job to parent people. Okay, but he streams on Twitch, right? He came back to Twitch? Yes. Why are racial slurs not banned on Twitch? That is a another very good question, Kelly. I remember just, you I, can't say simp. Yeah. <laughs> you, so you I was gonna bring that up because I was like, is that a whole issue surrounding what people can say in a chat? Because I don't know I don't know what his streams look like. I've never joined one. But I've seen the chat in the really popular streams and you can't stop. Co- it's going yeah, too fast. Yeah. They just mm-hmm. go fast. Um I don't want to take any blame off of him because he could have handled it better. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's yeah. probably got a PR team, literally. So um uh, I, I just don't understand, like, why, I don't, I, I don't know, whatever. I'm not, I'm not standing up for Ninja. I don't want to, okay. it's just like, but why is the word not globally banned? Why are racial slurs not globally, ba- globally banned on Twitch? That was a whole conversation we had last time as well about how they were going to ban the word simp and not like literally racial slurs. People are allowed to have their actual usernames be horrible like, have you ever been in the just chatting directory? It's oh my God. a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, especially because like, whatever. 
like all the names like my name is mike oxlong <laughs> like you know like it's like come on <laughs> but like i guess they're not gonna sit there and pronounce every name before they let you have it but yeah. well like, I, mm-hmm. he should use I, a platform to say that's not right he could at least do that he could at least say come on guys well, my, my biggest issue with that, well, first of all, let me just say that I think if I want to go into, you know, a black person's chat and we're comfortable with me saying the N-word, I shouldn't be censored for saying it. So I think that's a really, um, like, that is a conversation that, like, I think is more nuanced because, like, Twitch can't tell me I can't say the N-word. Like, fuck you. But also, that doesn't mean Ninja can walk around saying it either, right? So that's, like, that's a totally different conversation. So I, I can see where, like, that can get a little, you know, like, you know, check uh, your your race when you're signing up for Twitch. And if you check white, it just, like, blocks the word out or something. Like, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> that would be, like, whatever. But my biggest problem with Ninja is the, the tweet that I just read, which was him standing up for, you know, justice for George Floyd, Black Eyes Matter, when it benefits him. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can't tell me that in May you were all Black Lives Matter, justice for George Floyd. This is totally unacceptable. And in January, you're like, oh, no, I'm not going to stop anybody from saying the N word. Like, it's all performative action. And if ever it was not relevant or prevalent or um, if ever it was, you know, unknown before, when you do things like this, like, okay, what are you going to do in, in a few days when it's February, Ninja? Are you going to all of a sudden be like, oh, yeah, I can't believe what I said. It's totally not okay to say the N-word because it's Black History Month. And then in March, she's going to be like, yeah, but I'm not parenting people's kids. So, I mean, if they say it in my chat, there's nothing I can do about it. You know, like, it's it's all just performative bullshit. And that that is probably the most upsetting thing to me is that I can go back into your Twitter feed and you said that you cared when it was prevalent and you could get clout from it. But then when the actual situation comes up, instead of you caring like you did a few months ago, you do nothing about it and say it's not your job to deal with. Because that means in the end you didn't give a shit like at all. Because if you did, you would have done something about it when it happened. But you don't care. And if you don't care, you could... Never mind. I'm not going to say that. That's not my Girl. When you were saying all that... Gabe will say I, it. Oh, Tell him. Oh. <laughs> all I could think of in Gabe. my mind when you... <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even I, let him. Sorry. You already did. Girl, when you were saying that, all I could think of is Ninja tweeting on... Uh, it's not a leap year. So him tweeting on February 28th that uh, Justice for George Floyd. And then March 1st tweeting that... Right, that like, is like I don't parent kids. That's literally what it is. Like you can separate it from a few months, but that's exactly what it is. It's like you know, and I, I talked 12, about this. 1 a.m. March first, Ninja tweets. <laughs> I can't do anything about it. Sorry, guys, it's no longer about kids. <laughs> but it's the same thing that I was dealing with when I got you know, and bless everyone who shouted me out and gave me suggestions to be joining mm-hmm. these you know video games companies as a games journalist. Um, when this whole thing was happening, and you know, all these companies were like, oh yeah, we want to hire black people like we want to get more people in the industry of color but the hardest thing for me was deciding whether these companies were you know serious or not about their actions and you know looking at it now it's very much just like had I joined that website that someone you know put me in for I don't know how I would feel about it because right now there is no there is no safety net for a POC person 
in games and games journalism right now so like that that was also really hard because it's like damn am i gonna apply for this job if i get it is this just gonna be like oh yeah we totally want him because he's this black guy and we're doing this whole like we want to hire black people right now because you know black guys matter and then five months later it's like oh yeah that's that black kid that we hired like why do we even have him here and that is that is something that happens obviously and and it is very hard to deal with and so when when people have a platform and they pretend it just pisses me the fuck off like i would prefer that you just don't even pretend like if you're not going to be about it don't be about it don't try to yeah. don't try to, like pull shit for clout i i'm not, i would respect you more if you were just like yeah no white kids can say the n-word all they want thank you for letting me know how you really feel right so now i can mm-hmm. just avoid you and move on with my life but don't pretend and then uh don't pretend when it benefits you and then when you're in a situation where it affects you personally you're just like no nah, i won't take any responsibility for that fuck you you know, mm-hmm. you know i was thinking and this is this is just me thinking on the other side he could have said that as a way to give himself a safety blanket on i'm i'm not necessarily you know paying attention to my chat so whatever goes on in there if i don't see it, if i don't address it it could be because i didn't see it because like kelly was saying a lot of the famous streamers it's just the yeah. the comment section is just moving so i feel like it could have been again I, I still don't agree with him at all because i think that was a really crappy thing to say but um it sounds like he was trying to create a safety net for himself because I don't think that because I think there's been times before in the past where someone's like, oh, did you see what did uh, with what this one person said in Ninja's stream and he didn't say anything about it. So it could be something like that. But no, again, I feel like if you're if you're taking off, if, if you if th- if your goal was to be as big as Ninja is. Don't be like everyone else be that one content creator who's like you know what i'm not going to allow this in my chat and i'm going to be paying attention because that's you know people look up to you but again that's looking at from the other side i still think he was full of shit but. but the problem with that is that this was an interview in the new york times when they asked him what he does to deal with this and instead of him saying what he does to deal with it well actually no he said exactly what he does to deal with it which is nothing so it's not yeah. even like oh one person said this in chat and i missed it it's literally like what happens when this is said in chat oh i don't do anything about yeah. it because i don't care that was the answer so I, I don't even think that that was um you know i don't think that example was uh, prevalent to like the situation no like that came out really wrong like it sounds worse than i mean um but i mm-hmm. i understand what you're saying but i don't think that's actually a good example for that because this is literally like a oh i'm not saying it's yeah. a good example i'm saying that's what he could be thinking mm-hmm. i think that's um, a shit example i just think back to like when i go into kelly's stream right before i can even comment there's a lovely little pop-up do you know what it says be watch nice, mouth, be yeah. respectful, watch your mouth, you know, s- simple shit like that. I don't know what Ninja has. I haven't, I've literally never been in his stream before, so I have no idea if he has one of those. But I think sometimes it can literally just be little shit. Like, hey, um, I, when I go to Kelly's stream, I know that this is how, like, she curates her community. This is what she believes in. This is the type of person I'm about to watch, right? Um, so when I start watching her, I can be comfortable with the fact that, you know, if something does happen in the stream, she's probably going to handle it in a certain way. You know, we've had shit happen on uh, HP Critical Tournament streams, right? Like, um, that we've had to deal with behind the scenes where we have to, like, ban people or kick them out or some shit. But we have... First of all, you can't tell me Ninja doesn't have fucking mods. Okay? Yeah. So, she like, has to have so many like, mods. 
like you can't just play ignorant all the time like no matter uh i'm sure if you're white you shit, can you know what you're right what <laughs> <laughs> you're 100 percent correct. You can totally play ignorant, and then you get away with a bunch of bullshit. What, what are you talking you. about? I have <laughs> exactly. no idea. That's a perfect example. I just got here. I have no idea. Like, oh yeah, no, you guys. I just, you should parent your own kids because I'm just too busy to read chat as they just, <laughs> just in there. Like, I only get oh. one comment every five minutes. I cannot read this. It's too like, much. I, you know, I gotta make my money somehow, but it's also just like obviously you not wanting to make the, that's when it becomes money is more important than the people that are watching your stream because if my nephews who love fortnite decide that they want to watch ninja and they see people just like spewing racial slurs in his chat that's going to make me pissed off that's going to make them feel horrible like just because you get to not worry about it because it doesn't affect you you have a huge audience of you know kids and adults and that comes with as they say Spider-Man, whatever the quote is. Great power. With great power comes, comes, great, comes responsibility. great responsibility. Unless you're white. Um, so <laughs> the next Peter thing, Parker had responsibility. And he, right. he had responsibility. Exactly. Look, be like Peter Parker. White people be like Peter Parker. <laughs> Hold okay. on, I'm just going to go climb that wall back there real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, you would make an amazing Spider Woman. Come on, like I, you'd be yeah, yeah. or whatever. Spider Gwen. Mm. Spider Gwen, yeah. Spider Gwen is the shit. Ooh, uh, real, real quick aside, did you guys know that Platinum Games have been for the longest wanting to make a Spider Gwen game, but they I, won't let them? <laughs> I read that. Oh, that'd be sad. I just let them make the I Spider Gwen. Want... Uh, right. Um. Yeah. So moving on a little bit because this pissed me off. Uh, yeah. PS5 scalpers apparently use a loophole to buy early PS5s in the UK. Take it away, Gabe. Yeah, <laughs> I have nothing to say. Go ahead, Gabe. I have nothing to say about this. I don't. Why is it so easy for assholes to get ahead in this world? I don't understand. Why is it that these scalpers were able to gain access to these to the inventory a day before the things went live? Which, mind you, first of all, they, well, this this is UK, so I don't know what their equivalent of a walmart is over there but like imagine if we because i'm also 100 percent sure it happened over here imagine if you heard that there was a group of people of very tiny minded pea-sized small angry people who were able to get into walmart's ps5 stock a day before it went like which mind you wasn't even supposed to go live that day it was supposed to go live the next day but walmart another pea brain sized moronic company um messed up because you know they were saying oh yeah playstation 5 uh pre-orders are gonna go up tomorrow walmart hit the live button bro they are live and what did every other retailer do oh walmart hit the live button. well let's hit the live button too jabronis fuck you guys but imagine if we would have heard that over here you would be pissed and this is happening in the UK. This is happening in place where we sit here and make memes of their ridiculously funny but adorable accents. Toby, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> but hey, we love you, Toby. We, we love you, Toby. Great. But like, like I can't what, what I'm imagining right now, if I was in the UK, I'm grabbing my fucking pitchfork and torches because they don't have guns over there. And I'm marching on these scalpers. I'm like, yo. 
what the hell? This isn't fair, and I need retailers to figure it the fuck <laughs> out. It's 2021. Oh. The internet has been around for a while. Internet security has been on around for a while. Oh. And it's and it's there's just so many ways to prevent this. How do you let if I ever find out, don't tell me if I ever find out the retailer that that the scalpers got to in the UK. Get my bail money ready. Oh my god. You could Google it. (laughs) I'm not going to because I'm gonna get mad. I'm gonna get farther upset because I guarantee you the retailer's name is gonna be something stupid. It's gonna be something dumb. By the time that you buy a flight to England and like do all that, you could have just scalped like you could have had a scalp. I was thinking that I buy my plane tickets. There is there's a retailer in the UK that's really decided yeah. games. Secondly, yeah, well, let's not say my job on here, but yeah, that's your first mistake. Secondly, I'm not even allowed into the UK right now because I'm pretty sure the travel bans are still up from the I was United just States. Say, like it's uh, like in their defense, they they got a lot to deal with between Brexit and uh, COVID cases over there. So like the, the I'm pretty sure they're not too. I'm early. sorry. Is the rest of the world not dealing with COVID cases? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that they have to worry about worse than us, and we're really bad. No, no, I'm pretty sure they're worse than us, and we're really fucking bad. Again. Also, yeah. Okay, okay, but hold on. But but hold on. Hold on. What does does COVID have to do with the retailer setting a PlayStation 5 unit? No, no, all I'm saying is that they can't be marching out here like that because COVID. Like, they got issues. They they can't, but it's it's too late to rectify that. It's it's the retailer, and again, I we can yell at the scalpers all we want, which I'm still gonna do because scalpers are just as guilty. But it's the retailers. Until the retailers figure out how to stop this, they're gonna keep doing it. You can tell yourself like, if all gamers get mad and tell scalpers no, they're gonna stop. That's not gonna happen. This, that's no. the reality of it, and it's something I have to go to sleep angry with every night because it's not gonna happen. It's until the retailers figure out how to stop this that it's it's just it's always gonna be the retailers' fault. Cause it's like you said a not a long time ago, a couple of podcasts ago, the retailers don't care because they're gonna continue to get their money. They're getting the money for that unit no matter mm-hmm. what. But but they only it, care when it involves it, money and it fucks up their stocks. Yeah. Fucking Wall Street. Oh shit, we're going there next. Wall Street. <laughs> Are so, we? I mean, Wall Street, Walmart. So lucky. You're so lucky that I don't understand stocks enough to go off on right. you guys. But all I need to know is that if you have apps like Robinhood, which this is a joke in itself, stopping people from buying stocks because you're mad that you're losing a little bit of money on a cheap stock that you made cheap. Well. They're not losing a little bit of money. I they, said a little bit of money because millions. they can they can make that money up in like a matter of seconds as a comparative. We were the ones well, losing that. It, well, that's very a, true. But well, a, yeah, but it's a hedge fund. It's not yeah. just like Wall Street is not like a whole thing. It's a hedge fund that like was borrowing the stocks of I am, stock I, and then trying to buy them back for cheap. That's yeah. I am I'm willing to put my money down and say that the the hedge funds or whatever whoever was in charge of that. Is gonna be financially perfectly a okay. Well, they have to get bailed out, so you can pretend they are. Exactly, exactly. Like the the fucked up the fucked up like situation of them being bailed out for this bullshit is like so upsetting and so ridiculous. Yeah, because it's not like you know you have a country full of people who need financial relief, you know, after a year of COVID. That's definitely not a thing right now. How can you bail out like a fucking hedge fund for doing for getting screwed by what the fuck they do all the time? 
Like that doesn't. It's it's, it's only free market if you are part of the one percent. If yeah. you are not in the one percent, you are not allowed to outsmart them. That's yeah, one percent. Shut it down now. <laughs> Man, that's all it is. I I am still mad because I think I told everyone, you this. That's not our slogan. They like change it really quickly. I think I told you guys this, but uh, I had an opportunity to buy GameStop stocks when they were like three bucks, and my friend bought. 10 of them for three bucks so she spent 30 bucks and i was like man gamestop's going out of business nobody's gonna like buy stock and she did it like around the time that they added like reggie and they had a new board and i was like i'm still not gonna spend this 30 bucks like i don't feel confident in doing that and then you know i like my phone goes off notifications i see the news shit was at a hundred dollars and i was like oh my god if you sell right now you can get a thousand bucks so she sold their stocks and gained a thousand bucks right like thousand bucks in her bank account the next day it was at like three hundred dollars and i was like oh my god if you waited you could have got three thousand (laughs) dollars so like literally if she waited a day later she would have been able to sell for three thousand dollars which hey she got a thousand bucks and you know what i got absolutely nothing because i was just like i'm not gonna go for a gamestop they suck and now i'm just very sad because i could have been three thousand dollars richer for 30 stock in amc right now so the funny thing is, actually, I have stock in AMC, um, yeah. not a lot, but I do have stock in AMC because I had some from before. And, you know, the Robinhood app is a great example of how fucked up everything is with them not allowing people to buy GameStop or AMC stock. Like, not only that, but trying to to um, uh, pause <laughs> to put a halt on Wall Street to, like, fix it like this. This none of this shit is OK. And the only reason I actually care is because I have a little bit of money invested. So y'all just keep keep making AMC go up because your boy would really love to cash out some 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 money because I'm broke as fuck. Um, but anyway, to move on, talking more about games. Uh, so recently, CD Projekt Red, uh, you know, very famous for The Witcher 3 and also for the disaster that was Cyberpunk 2077, depending on who you talk to. Um, they apparently recently allowed um, uh, 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 DLC, or no, mods. They recently allowed mods in the game of some sort. And <laughs> actually, uh, one of the, yeah, so they recently allowed mods in the game. So people have been modding the game. And literally the same day, one of the first mods that had to be removed was actually a mod that would let players have sex with the Keanu Reeves character. Um, and, you know, I was just like, why can't people have sex with Keanu? I feel like that's the only way they'll be able to. Yeah, really. In their life. Like, let people let people have sex with Keanu. Like, what's wrong with that? I see you're making a face. Um, Obviously, he has a character named Johnny Silverhand in Cyberpunk 2077, and he's a very integral part of the plot. But, um... I wanted you guys' reactions to, to you know, not only uh, Keanu Reeves being removed as a player you can have sex with, but modding mods, as in, um, like, moderating mods. Like, honestly, like, you, it's Keanu Reeves, and you call him Johnny Silverhands. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, how do you not expect people to have sex with that is what I don't get. Like, you should have seen this coming. Yes. It would have been more if you called him like you know gold hands. It might have been worse, but like silver hands is pretty good. Like <laughs> hands made of silver, you know. Um, but like, what did people expect? And to be honest, I mean, I understand it's an adult game. So first of all, why is you there have sex a with other characters? Yeah, 
if if you can have sex and that's just a character you can have sex with, it might have been a breach of contract for Keanu yeah, Reeves sure. or something. Because yeah. yeah, um, but that's, like that's a, yeah, I just wish I had the game and got to use that mod <laughs> before <laughs> it went away. Honestly, one of my favorite things whenever I used to play Grand Theft Auto. When I, you know, whenever you're like a young teenager and you would go like to play Grand Theft Auto and you like go yeah. and like have sex with the hookers or like go to the strip club, like yeah, it's just whenever you're doing something in a video game and it's like you know square titties, it's like <laughs> just fun. It's fun for the whole family. So name of this podcast, episode fifty-two, square titties, fun for the whole family. Okay, I mean. Real time. Um, but why can't they do it? You know, quit modding mods. Quit modding mods. I have a I have a really quick aside about that because it just reminded me of something because nobody believes me. But like, okay, <clears throat> so my first GTA game that I ever actually played was GTA Five, which I loved. And then there are missions that you have to Five? go. Five. Five yeah. was the very first one I played. Yes, I never played anyone before that. San Andreas, Vice City, nothing. No, Brandon, no. you shouldn't be playing these things as a child. They're formative. Yes. Come on, look it how just, I turned out. It didn't for me. I had the GameCube and I was playing my Zeldas and Mario. Oh my gosh, that's why. And when I did get my PS2, I was playing shit like Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts. I, I missed that phase. I just didn't oh get there. Oh my gosh, you're so innocent. But, I love it. I know, right? But, but I but, but I did play GTA 5. I finished that entire story. You have to go to the strip club for like one of the story missions. Actually, several. For I forgot why it's been first since I played that game. And they have this hilarious strip club mini game where you have to go into the back... And, like, you're not allowed to touch the strippers, but you do anyway. And it's basically like a stealth mini game where you have to, like, you have to, like, bring your hands around to touch the girl. And then what if the guy sees you, then you have to, like, put your hands away. And you have to, like, fill up a gauge. And if you fill up the gauge, you can ask for the girl's number. <laughs> but if you get caught, you get thrown out the whole stripper. You get through the whole oh game. Oh, my God. And I was like... <laughs> It was the funniest shit I've ever seen in a You in literally game. have no idea how badly I want to watch you play that. Yes. <laughs> oh, like, I, all right. Hey, exclusive exclusive for, for everyone watching this episode of the podcast. Oh, my God. When that PS5 GTA 5 comes out, uh, I'm getting that, and there's a very high probability I'm going to be doing a playthrough of it. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm literally crying. I, so, like, I just see true. Brandon like, like this. <laughs> I'm just like, I need to watch it. It's hilarious. Oh wait, I gotta check see Twitch bans that the bans that gameplay. They shouldn't, right? It's, it's an M-rated game. Like I don't know how that works. I don't think that you can show like the nudity in it though. Damn. You can't do it on YouTube, but you can do it on Twitch. You can't do it on Twitch. I don't think so. Shit. But y'all, one of the very, of the very first warnings. Bro, you I'll you let when you know what I get there. If I can't, if I can't, you can't do nudity. Play. Well, you could just like block that. You could just put a black screen up while you play through it. And just describe it to us. Like, yes, the titties <laughs> are, they're a little pointy, but they're pretty round. I don't know. In, in, in the For the PS3 graphics, they, they, they weren't quite pointy. I'll say that. No. <laughs> I don't know. So we're a little off topic here. Um, okay. Modding mod. Poggers. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, so uh, modding mods, uh, having sex with Keanu. Um, anybody else want to hop in on that? Yeah, well, oh, I think it was. Yeah. You know, a lot I of people want to hop in on that, but they can't anymore. Hey, hey! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think they took it off again. It was for, you know, contract stuff, but also like, 
it's a real person and you yeah. know i'm imagine he feel very uncomfortable i feel like i imagine he feel very very uncomfortable what he would never know that i had sex with him virtually except for the people that i feel like he'd be very yeah i feel like he'd be very you know very uncomfortable if he comes across you know a clip of someone having sex with him in a game across the internet um but again i think most of it hell yeah page like there there when uh what was it beyond two souls like there's people there's people that was like you know uh, mining the game oh, so yeah, you can see Elliot, Elliot Page's like like body and he got like really upset about that. Yeah, but they t- did they take that mod off? That I'm assuming they did, but I didn't see the follow. I just know that a mod. It was like a, a model in the game, right? Yeah, it was in the it was a model in the game, but like modders was found- able to just like remove uh. the clothing and then just you know have at it, I guess. Yeah, but I, I mean, yeah, yeah they took it off. If they took it off, it's you know, again, maybe Cyberpunk's taking a page out of them, and you know, it's like we we don't want you know it, to be able to get someone as famous as Keanu Reeves on my game and then not moderate the mods where one of them is you know you know you gotta have sex with him. I don't want to upset this guy because you know he did the favor of coming onto our game. Not that we put him out there and this is his big you know, entry into acting or whatever. So I think it was kind of something like that. Um, yeah. Also, I played I, I, I played Skyrim. So like I've seen a lot of really, you know, risque mods um, and they're not moderated. So I, I'm again, I'm, I'm guessing it has to yeah. do with the fact that it's because it was an actual actor and the model of him in the game is very identical to, you know, who he is as a person. I mean, yeah. Him, uh, him physically. So I think that's more like what it is because, man, you can get... again, Skyrim, Bethesda has modders to moderate their mods, and if it's not in-game modding, like you know, by their mod, the the their mod page, even Nexus has a Bethesda modder that goes through you know some of their stuff and checks on it. So it's like it, it's not that they don't want you having fun because again you know skyrim the moderators you can get your npc to have big old milky honker titties so again, I, <laughs> <laughs> so again I, I think it's a it's a you know it's a keanu reeves thing it wasn't in his contract or something like yeah. that something about legality le- about legal about stuff and it's like I don't bro because titties are great I, and i'm an ass man i just Mom, i feel bad this, now i'm so sorry <laughs> I feel so bad now because I feel like now I've been objectifying Keanu Reeves. You totally and, have. And I'm yeah. so sorry, Keanu. You're breathtaking and I respect you a lot. <laughs> no, you're breathtaking. <laughs> but, like, I feel bad now, but I can't help it. Your but, name but hold on, is Johnny no, Silverhand. Hold on. hold on. This is this is, this is is a good teaching lesson for any males listening to this. If you've ever been upset at women complaining about being objectified in games in the gaming industry, and you got mad at Kelly objectifying Keanu, well, have some of your own medicine, buddy. It doesn't feel so good, does it? I should show you guys my Discord DMs. I mean, it's ridiculous. I'm scared of that. Yeah. I should show you my DMs. (laughs) Show you my DMs. They're just memes of, you know, me and the boys because we have a love life. <laughs> well, uh, so, yeah, no, I, yeah, I was totally joking. Um, I completely understand how, like, I can only imagine, like, people virtually having sex with me. Don't do that, y'all. Just message me. 
and then I'll tell you that's not okay, and right, there's nothing is, that's oh, gonna happen. Okay, you, I, I, thought, I thought you were slutting yourself. I was. Like, <laughs> I know. I thought you'd be like, just I'll give you the real thing. Critical podcast. This is not a Tinder podcast. You stop it right now. <laughs> no, I mean, if you message me, I'd say I'm very flattered, but no, thank you. That's not how I things work. I will see the opposite. I will ask, ask you to continue to flatter me because I am casual sports only. Nothing of that. Uh-uh. Um, anyway, so just to round this out, I will read uh, this article from PCGamer.com about this. And um, they have quotes from what CD Projekt Red said. And they said, our most important rule regarding user-generated content, game, um, game mods in particular, is that it can't be harmful towards others. In the case of model swaps, especially those that involve explicit situations, it can be perceived as such by people who lent us their appearance for the purpose of creating characters in Cyberpunk 2077, which is exactly what we talked about. You know, like um, people were switching the mod, um, switching the character that you have sex with with Keanu Reeves. And it's like, you know, this is it's like what Gabe said. If I hired you guys, I mean, if you hired me, I'm the biggest celebrity in the game. He is not the only celebrity in the game, but he is definitely the biggest celebrity in the game. And, you know, CDPR has got to be like, now nah, y'all can't just be doing Johnny Silverhand like that. Like this is. Especially because Keanu's been doing a lot of work behind the scenes on Cyberpunk 2077, especially, you know, with his his motorcycle company that he helped um, bring into the game and his advertising and everything on E3. Like, he is tied to Cyberpunk 2077, which can, you know, technically be good or bad, depending on how you look at it. But maybe that man don't want to be having sex with y'all, okay? Jeez. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but my virtual character's hot. <laughs> and you can't have him. Um, it goes on to say, where is it? I can't find it, so I'm moving on. Um, yeah, don't have sex with Keanu, guys. I was joking. Don't, don't do it. He doesn't, he doesn't want that. And he's really nice and you should respect his opinion. I mean, unless he does, I don't know. I, this quote was not from him. It was from CD Projekt Red. They might just right. be stepping in and getting in the way. He might just be like, yeah, totally do it. Who knows? Um, or, or he could be like, don't. Okay, I'm gonna stop talking. Next up. I don't like Kevin Hart, so I'm going to make this real quick. Uh, the Borderlands movie officially casted Kevin Hart as Roland. Have you guys ever played Borderlands? Yes. Nope. Oh, my God. Okay, Kelly, you and I. Let's talk about this real quick. Did you like Borderlands? I loved it. It is one of my favorite games. Yeah, it's definitely amazing. Super hilarious. A romp and good time. We should totally all play Borderlands 3, but I'm not going to put that on our list because we have more games to play that we I, haven't played. Yeah, I have it on PS4, actually. I did, too, until I returned it to GameStop because I hated it, which is a pain because I loved Borderlands 1 and Oh, you 2. didn't like 3? I thought it was, I, I, it was uh, beautiful. It The graphics were really good. I mean, they had that cartoony thing to them, but yeah, I liked it a lot. I think one of the reasons I didn't like it is because it was literally like Borderlands 2.5 to me. It was too much of the same after not having a game for like 10 years or seven years, however many years there was between two and three. Um, and yeah. I know it works for a lot of people because I know a lot of people would probably just want like the same thing, right? Like, yeah. They would come into it being like, I love Borderlands 1, I love Borderlands 2, I want more of that in Borderlands 3. But for me, it was just like, there's no progression. Like, I don't know what this company learned from Borderlands 1 or 2 because it just looks like the same game. Like, obviously it looked better, but it kind of felt rote to me. They've always been a little repetitive. Like, yeah. you fight the same enemies over and over. You do the same shit. Um, but it's still... I, I like. I never completed it, so I can't even say I liked it that much because I just got bored uh, repetitive, you know? But it, it was still good what I played. Anyways, let's go on. Kevin Hart. Um, <laughs> yes. I think that he 
he said some things in the past that were like, eh, you know, uh, I, 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 I don't even want to mention it. Um, and I think that he's pretty funny. I think he is not funny at all. He, I think for this, he could be a funny Borderlands character, but the character that they're showing is a full-size adult man. (laughs) (laughs) And Kevin Hart is not. So That's part of his comedy. But that's the thing. Could they just Photoshop his face on The Rock's body? Because I feel like that would be what it needs to look like. You know, yes, yes, I agree with you. And I, I, because you played Borderlands, I think that this cast is turning out to be so weird so far. Because Lilith, who's the only girl in Borderlands 1, is being played by Kate Blanchett. And I'm just like, what? Like, I'm sure she could do a great job, but she seems, like, way too old to be playing. She seems way too old, yeah. And, like, sci-fi game. What I what I don't like about the casting of Kate Blanchett, I think she's amazing. She's a great actress, but she is well known for roles already. Like mm-hmm. she's well known from Lord of the Rings. Like I don't like when they or cast Ragnarok. people from what? Or Ragnarok. Oh yeah, see she's well yes. known for like these crazy characters. I don't want Lilith to be played by someone like that. Yeah. Like I want her to be played by someone who's like young and who is like fresh and that's how Lilith really is but like if and honestly if they want to continue like this franchise at all i mean kate blanchett is still beautiful and her skin is amazing i mean i'm sure that her skincare is like phenomenal but (laughs) she's she is a little older than the character really is especially is it a remake of borderlands one i believe so yeah yeah so i mean i don't i don't know yeah to be honest they always had like a real character like the 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 silhouette of like Lilith was always like a real person. Yeah. So even in those where like yeah like the cutscene. Like, yeah, yeah, like it's an actual woman's face. Like it's not yeah. like the character. Why didn't they actress. use her? Oh, what I <laughs> She's will literally say, already Lilith. Like yeah. What I will say is I find this really weird. Kate Blanchett is uh, like you said a wonderful actress. I think it's really weird that she's playing Lilith. I think it's super weird that that Kevin Hart is playing Roland because Roland is literally not funny. Like this is going to be a completely different role for Kevin Hart. Like Roland is literally the least funny probably uh, yeah. of the entire cast. Like he's guess... the serious like shooty guy. Um and the more I hear about this movie, the less interested I become because the characters aren't necessarily like they're kind of funny, but it's like the writing that's funny. Like they're not portrayed to be funny. Like you don't laugh at Roland. Like you yeah. laugh with some of the shit that he says. Yeah. Whereas I think Kevin Hart, you just, people just laugh at him because he's not funny. But that's just me because I I think he's not funny at all. Um. So moving on. The PlayStation games for February have been revealed for PlayStation Plus. They include Destruction All-Stars, Control, and Concrete Genie. Anybody played any of these? Obviously not Destruction All-Stars. Anybody played Concrete Genie or Control? How do we feel about this setup of games that are being released? Uh, I've seen Control on Game Pass, but I never played. I've been hearing, like, Control was like, when that game came out, everybody was talking about it. It was like nominated for some game of the year awards so i'm interested in trying it to see what it's about you i know? think it won best direction for game of the year at the game awards it won uh game of the year at ign for 2019 it won a bunch of awards um yes yeah so i'm interested in checking it out for sure i don't know anything about concrete gene i've actually not heard of this game what yeah no i haven't you want to fill me in because i'm actually curious if it's like 
I, I was actually talking to Toby about this game and a few other friends who picked it up. Um, uh-huh. And Grayson, actually, because Grayson played it as well. You you basically play as this kid and you have this magical paintbrush and you like go around and you go to his hometown and you have to fix up his hometown because it's been destroyed. And uh-huh. it's really cool because you like paint um, these monsters and like you paint like you basically use your your controller to paint repaint the town and it's really about creativity. Um, and it seems okay, like a really, cute. really fun title. It's another one that I'm, I believe is also award winning. Okay. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I might check that out too then because I like that premise. <clears throat> but uh, my friend Zach, he actually shared – because I didn't even know that they did this, but they did a state of play for Destruction All-Stars like yesterday. Yeah. That was like nine minutes long. And I was like, oh, wow, there's this – okay, cool. Wow, let me just watch this. I think it looks really cool. I'm glad it's a free game because I don't know if I would have spent 70 bucks on it. But looking at it just like as a game that I'll I'll have just because it's part of P- PS Plus, it looks like a really fun game. And I'm definitely interested in trying it to see if it's something I could like you know stick with. But it's, it's it looks very fun. I'm actually very excited. I'm I'm very happy that they made the decision to make that a PS Plus game because I feel like a game like that needed you know people to be convinced. And if they get hands-on time with it, then they will be. And one thing that I, I, I just want to point this out real quick, that there's going to be, like, cosmetic items. You'll be able to buy them with both in-game currency and as well as, like, real money. But they explicitly said that this cosmetics is purely cosmetics. They won't give you, like, any, like, uh, leg up on the competition. So it's not a pay-to-win kind of thing. Like, if you just really like this cool car or this really cool outfit, then you can get it and just have it. So I like that. This was the game that had everybody going crazy because it was one of the first games announced um, for the PS5 with the right. $70 price tag. I think we yeah. talked about it on a podcast. We have. We have. And, um, and I am pretty sure we talked about it coming to PS Plus now and how that was a great idea. Well, yeah, now it's coming to PS Plus. I did watch that that um, direct and I was like, oh, this game looks really fun. It'd be really cool if they added some you know, pop culture stuff like Fortnite does maybe in there. Um, I think this list is great. It's like two really um, great award-winning titles and then something brand new for the PS5 that's exclusive. And if you did something like, you know, maybe add Kratos in there um, as a skin to play around with yeah, or something cool. And, you know, it's one of those that can can garner a lot of attention, kind of like Rocket League. I, I was mentioning, actually, I was writing about it yesterday and I was like, damn, this would be a really cool, like, PlayStation All-Stars type of playoff like if you just added a bunch of like playstation ips like you know cloud and kratos and um laura croft and stuff that'd be really cool but i feel like they should i feel like this game in particular should really add sweet tooth from twisted metal because they have very it would be perfect yeah Yeah. i I have Uh, a friend that loves twisted metal so i know he'd be very happy if they did that it would be really cool and twisted metal was also an exclusive so it would fit in perfectly Mm -hmm. um God, Brandon, you're so old. I don't even know what Twisted Metal is. I've never heard of it. <laughs> you know, I didn't play it back when I was on the PS1, but I knew of it. But yeah, I have a friend that like loves Twisted Metal. It was like one of his favorite series on the PS1. Man, I never played that shit. I saw that the, the demo the... was fun. I did play a demo of Twisted Metal. I, I just never bought the game. I saw it though, and I was so scared. I was like, "Oh my god!" Because you know, it's it terrifying. looks so scary. It's like terrifying. The fucking clown looks so scary, and I was like, "I don't want this, mom. What are you doing? <laughs> Giving me nightmares?" <laughs> like, like this is like PG twisted metal. <laughs> yes. But yeah, uh, Kelly gave any interest in any of these games? Um, I play on PC mostly. I don't. I don't really download the PS games Controls? anymore. Really, controls available. It's on Xbox Game Pass for PC, so I'm considering it, but I have other games right now that I'm playing. <laughs> Kelly's like, no, fuck these games. <laughs> uh, I don't know. 
I might try it, but I'm not like wowed. Gabe, you know? I'm not gonna ask you because I know if that I you're gonna say that. Yeah, there it goes. See, I would a hundred percent download Destruction All Stars well, because let me tell you, that cast looks fun as fuck. It yeah. does. It it's, does. It's one. It's diverse. And it's not it, it's as very far as I saw. As far as as far as I saw, there wasn't a lot of uh, wrong stereotypes. Um, but it's just like I don't know. To me, every character looks like they bring some weird, quirky excitement to what they're doing. And also, I just want the game because it's exploding cars, and you're also running away from exploding cars. Like, yeah, does it want to do that? Yeah. Okay. If you if if you manage to get your PS5 before April, that it's it's, it's available. I'll I'll hope for you, but it's but it's two months, so hopefully you get in that time. That'd be a cool game that we could try play together. Yeah, I think that's that's what I'm most excited about. Like, it's really one of those everyone who has a PS5 can just come together and play for free, and it'll be a you know a romping good time, slamming cars around, <laughs> fucking each other up and shit. You know, all the good stuff. Yeah. All the fun stuff we used to do as children. We're doing it again. Um, so moving right along with this uh, I'm going to Xbox so Xbox games with gold gets Gears 5 Resident Evil Rip Arena <laughs> um, five games were offered instead of four this time and they included Gears 5 Resident Evil Remake um, where, where, what else Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb um, oh god when you guys for writers when you write articles it would be so much better if you just everybody loves reading bullet points don't don't do this and now do bullet points say, writers please now i won't say where i'm reading this from because that's not nice but like just do bullet, Use points. bullet points you know who you are <laughs> yeah like you I know have, who you are i have learned by you know freelancing from some other sites i have learned people will 100 percent prefer to read bullet points this isn't just I prefer to read bullet points. like this is just in general yeah polygon um, yeah, we're calling out people straight up. I mean, honestly, my last article did not have bullet points. So. <laughs> I'm always saying it because my last article had bullet points. I literally, if I would have edited it, yeah, I, you would have gotten a message from me saying bullet points. That's it. That's the whole message, just bullet points. That's all it says. <laughs> um, yeah, so five games were announced, and I guess we're not going to talk about them because they're not as great, but we will talk about something that happened right after we finished recording last week, which was the price of Xbox Live Gold going up. Did we talk about that already? Oh, brother, no. no hit it. it happened, like, right after, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Immediately like, after, and then it immediately became non-news. I mean, no, it's still news. Be- yeah, go ahead. So, to introduce the story. Sorry. Oh, really simple. The price of Xbox Live Gold went up from um, $60 a year to $60 for six months, which would make uh-huh. the yearly price $120. Bucks. Um, and then the same at the same time, Microsoft decided to reverse that because there was a, a huge outcry of people that were completely saying, like, saying that this was completely unacceptable. And um, they took it back to the same price. But a- another thing that was happening over at Microsoft was that if you didn't have Xbox Live Gold, you weren't able to play free games. Um, so uh, uh, games like um, I can't think of the name right now. Apex but, Legends, Fortnite. Yeah, thank you, Apex Legends and Fortnite. Like you would not be able to play those games unless you had Xbox Live Gold. So not only did they reverse it back to the sixty dollars for a year, they now allow you to play those free games for free without having Xbox Live Gold. Um, that was the situation. How y'all felt about that shit? 
Um, I still didn't feel like, okay, the price was doubling, which was like crazy, but I still didn't feel like $10 a month is too much. But if you're going to spend $10 a month for Xbox Live Gold, just pay for Game Pass. I think that's why they did it because it's only $15. You get all these games and it comes with Xbox Live Gold. Like, okay, I guess they're trying to push people to do that, but they don't, like, people don't want to pay more money. But I feel like they were trying to show you that Xbox, you know, the Game Pass Ultimate is a deal, which I kind of think that it is, but I guess it wasn't the way to go about it. Like, if you want people to do that, just get rid of the Xbox Live Gold then or something. Like, I guess they don't want to do that either. It was just, I, I don't know. The fact that they backtracked on it so quickly, it was like, uh that was like you didn't have any conviction in that whatsoever. Yeah, I'm, and then I want to piggyback off that actually. Um, first off, I'm sure like a lot, like anytime you raise the price, people are gonna raise a stink. That's just how it is. But of course, now of course we're in a pandemic, so that's even oh, yeah. du- that that's doubled too. Um, as far as like the backup, yeah, I agree with Kelly. I don't think they had any conviction in that. I don't think this this uh, <laughs> they sent this message out. And they were probably unconvinced that it was going to stick. I feel like one of two things happened. Like, one, I guess they didn't expect as much backlash because that mm-hmm. was instant. That was instant. That wasn't even a full 24 hours that they immediately did. Maybe it wasn't even 12 hours when they did the retraction. So, and some, pe- some people, which, you know, I can't even necessarily dispute that this might be a possibility, that they may have just put it just to make themselves look like heroes. You know, that's, very, that's a very cynical statement, but it could be true. I ain't going to say it's not. So... It's just a real. It, it was a it was a wild twelve or twenty four hours that this was all happening, because you get all the Twitter posts about complaining, and then all the Twitter posts go divided between thank you Xbox for listening or now nah, they were planning this from the start. It was a it was a wild day. It was a wild day in the social media world. That's all I got to say about it. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> first of all, Xbox. And Microsoft are just making it harder and harder for me to be the only one to hate them as passionately as I do. Um, but two things. One, I think you guys are wrong about them saying that they didn't have any conviction. I think they had full conviction in it. I think they were like, yeah, this is a great idea. But what caused them to backtrack so quickly is like, oh, wait, fuck, that's right. We messed up our new gen launch because we don't have any new titles on it. So let's they not still don't have for a while. Let's not make our player base even more angrier on that. So I think that's the main reason they backtrack because they didn't want an even angrier uh, fan base. Um, I, it's just it it's it's even, again even I it's it's just to even you know English is such a hard language it even though it's very hard yeah it's such a bullshit language anyway um it's I don't know how to say. Yeah, it's slipping through my mind right now. But um, but like you know, even if it was a tactic to try and get people to switch over to their other subscription, which, you know, nice try, but it's it, it was just so bad. I don't know if it was it, it could be that it was badly timed, or it could have just been a horrible idea altogether. But like, the minute I saw like that, instead of paying sixty dollars for a full year. Like they were used to, they have that. I think that's the one that got people the most because a lot of the Xbox people that I know, they don't pay by month to three months. They use the full year because that's how they started off when they first got an Xbox. So I think that's what really got people angry. It's like, I there's no way in hell 
I'm paying $60 for half a year when I was using those $60 to pay for a full year. So between not angering your fan base even more because you had a shitty launch and because you have no new games on your shitty launch of a console, I think it also had to do with like, okay, there's a, there's a little bit weight, you know, there's too many people mad at the, the at the, the year long subscription subscription, which I think is what really caught their attention because I, we've seen a lot of companies do something stupid that we don't like. For example, I know their reasoning for this one was an excellent one, but when the PlayStation four came out, one of the big things about it was when you, if you want to play online, you have to pay for a PlayStation plus subscription. Now everyone was mad. I mean, there was, if, it was outrageous, but PlayStation was like, "No, look, shut the fuck up. We're this is this is what we're doing." And again, they had good reasons for it because it helped them. It helped them, you know, run their online services a lot smoother. Yeah. Oh, really quick, you know who else did that? Because it was supposed to help, and it did. Nintendo. Nintendo. Okay, thank you. Because so, it didn't again, help. But so it's, it's, it's a matter of it's a, it was a matter of trying to keep your fan base happy. Nintendo. We got mad at them, but we we're also like twenty bucks for a year. That's not as bad as the yeah. other one. But 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 last year showed us if Nintendo doesn't start fixing that shit, they're gonna have a lot more angrier people because we had a pandemic. A lot of online tournaments for one of their most famous games, Super Smash Brothers. Online tournaments were the way to go because of the virus. But people were like, holy shit, you cannot play this game online. Like, my skill set doesn't – and I kind of want to, you know, this is another topic of, you know, are are the you know are the big-name games in Smash Bros. just big babies who can't adapt to online like everyone else. But, like, you know, it, it, people were getting mad. People were like, yo, Smash Bros. isn't even fun anymore because I want to get online and play, but it takes me at least, you know, five minutes to land my F-Smash on somebody. So, and also, so, just to interrupt you for a quick second, also smashes in a very specific situation because that's another game where you can't play, you know, tethered to an Ethernet cable unless you buy a specific separate, you know, um, Ethernet adapter. So when you're playing something like Street Fighter V, which is, you know, PlayStation exclusive or on PC, you can plug your PlayStation in or your PC is probably already connected Ethernet wise. So you're not going to get the same type of issues that you would get when you're playing a smash game you know so like you know parsec has become crazy a lot of people have been playing a bunch of older fighting games right now like they're really into it and they're they're able to adapt because they're able to um uh plug in directly to the internet but smash doesn't allow you to do that like you can't without buying an external piece and if you don't buy that piece then you know you're, you're gonna have issues um sorry yeah. to cut you off but i just wanted yeah, to add that too because that's another piece but but yeah, I think you know I think Xbox thought they were gonna have one of those Sony Nintendo moments like we're gonna make this decision and nothing is gonna make us go down and then they're like oh that's that's a lot of angry people let's let's not make them angrier because again they already have nothing to play on their new console so I don't think it had anything to do with the conviction I think it was just a really really horrible move and they noticed it a little too late man so I was so yeah. I agree. I think that I think there was conviction behind it because I don't think you come out with you don't come out with a statement like that without having conviction behind your statement. Like I, I don't think you make that announcement. But also, 
that was just so weird. There are a lot of very strange things about this announcement. One of them was just the random ass timing of it. Like, it was just out of nowhere. Hey, everyone who's paid $60 for this from now on, you got to double the price. What, bitch? The fuck? Like, <laughs> you can't just tell me. Like, that's literally like if my phone company was just like, hey, guess what? We're doubling the price for your shit. No, you can't just do that. And the second thing that was really weird about it was... And I, I agree with Kelly. I do think that this was a push towards Game Pass. Mm-hmm. I still think that Game Pass is not for everyone. I used my free couple of months. I have not resubscribed. I haven't needed to. I've literally just bought games currently. Um, and I'm not playing anything online, really. So I haven't resubscribed to Game Pass because I don't need that extra. I don't need to pay that extra amount every year. So I'm like, like Gabe said, I'm one of those people that has my shit for the year and I just let it um, you know, resub unless I find it for cheaper somewhere during Black Friday. I just pay for the whole year, so I don't have to worry about it. But they doubled the price and gave us literally nothing for doubling the price. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. like, a, we're doubling the price and you get this, this, and that. It was just like, a, oh, no, you just have to pay more. Why? Because we said so like there was literally no reasoning for it unless i missed it unless i missed something no there there wasn't and so then and then also on top of that now it's like damn i pay 60 dollars for playstation i can play these free games for free without paying that 60 dollars. so playstation's already winning because i get to do this for free without paying for a subscription service and now playstation is giving me free games a month and they're doing the same exact thing for half the price. So what the fuck is happening at Microsoft that y'all need to double the pricing when PlayStation is doing the exact same thing? Like, what, what what's happening over here that would justify this price? And I think that, that honestly, is the reason that it was unacceptable. Like, if, if it were, we're doubling the price, but you're getting, like, double the games, double the bandwidth, like, free terabytes of cloud storage, like we gain nothing from paying more and it, it doesn't seem like a lot you know 9.99 to 10.99 like it doesn't seem like a lot when you're paying it monthly but in the grand scheme of things i, I like for me when they were like <laughs> like what if i'm gonna pay 120 dollars for some internet bitch my hundred my 120 dollars goes to paying for the internet and now you're gonna make me pay 240 to play no games like have you lost your fucking mind <laughs> Like, it, it just, what? It made no sense. Y'all don't even have good-ass games for me to play for free, bitch. Like, what the fuck? And that's also why I don't have Game Pass, because Game Pass ends up being so expensive for me to not play games on. Um, Like, personally, just because I don't have the time to really utilize the games that are on Game Pass. So, like, I started playing a game, my Game Pass ran out. I don't, I literally don't have the time to pick that game up and play it again, so I haven't renewed my Game Pass, because that's $15 a month, which is a lot of money. Like, that is, that, yeah, the $15 a month is a lot right now in a pandemic, especially when you think about, you know, Disney Plus and Netflix and the cost of internet and the cost of, you know, your own bills and the phone and uh, cable if you have it and the the new TVs I got to buy because I buy TVs every month. Like, you know, I can't afford games. <laughs> well, I think you can cut some costs there, Drew. Yeah, on the TV, um, kind of fucked yeah. so your argument over there. No, um. I, I, I do agree. The only reason that it's a good deal for me is because I do play on PC and I'm also on Xbox. So you can get the Xbox Game Pass for a PC and Xbox. That's a godsend and it's pretty great. But unless you're using both systems or if you only have an Xbox, it's not worth it. Yeah. 
And I, I've I've actually been almost exclusively out of the PS5. Well, that's not true. But I've been using my Xbox a lot lately. But just for games I purchased. Like, uh, I bought Yakuza on sale, and I've only been playing that. And I'm getting more time out of that than I would have for a game that I started on Game Pass. And that's just my personal experience. Because I do think Game Pass is a a really great service and i think it's really great for a specific audience and i think it's a great value um especially because everything's bundled in but trying to force customers into that is such a bad way to go about it like it's almost as if all y'all have now is game pass right like the only good thing xbox has is game pass so they're gonna force their loyal customers who've been okay with xbox live and the free games into game pass you can't just force people into shit like that xbox but i mean they found out the hard way that it was unacceptable. Before we move on, one other little thing to say about that. Hold on. Uh, some someone else keep talking. Okay, I'm gonna move on, but we can come back to it. Is that okay? Wait, 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 all right, well, I'll keep talking about how shitty Xbox is. So, <laughs> first of all, they wouldn't let me play a game that I purchased. Not okay. Secondly, right when I was maybe about to sign up for Xbox Live, they were like, haha, bitch, pay $200 or $120, pay double. And I was like, that's trash. Then I finally started playing games on Game Pass, and it, it goes away. And now I can't afford more Game Pass, even if I don't buy TVs. I yeah. still can't afford more Game Pass. Oh, yeah, I'm noticing that my subscriptions are piling up. They're like, piling with, up. with WoW and then with Game that, Pass. And then see? it's starting to really add up. But at least on PC, you don't have to pay for, like, a service. Except yeah. for WoW. You don't have to pay, like, for an online service. Like you do but, with I Xbox mean, and PlayStation. You, you're already at 30 bucks between WoW and, and Game Pass. Yeah. Right, and that's before you even... I don't even know yeah. how much your internet costs, but, like, that's before the price... Yeah, that's fairly cheap, but, it, like you said, whenever you add, I pay for Hulu, Disney+, Plus. I I mean, my phone bill is, God, yeah. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, it starts to add up, but that's how I choose to live my life, so... <laughs> and also, like, your internet... The, you know, my internet is not cheap. Like, it's not expensive, oh. but it's not cheap. But at the same time, it's not cheap, but I don't even get, like, good up and down speed sometimes. Like, yeah, uploading a podcast one time literally said it was going to take 12 hours. I was like, bitch, what do I pay you for? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, um, so, I, yeah. Uh, like, I, you know, I'm paying for that, and then I'm paying for these services, and Nintendo's just like, yeah, you're paying me $20 a year, but we still suck. And Xbox is like, yeah, you're not, we don't even have games for you, but we're going to charge you double. And then I got to go play my PlayStation. You see, mm-hmm. they forced me. Yeah. These companies yeah. forced me onto my PlayStation. They're chasing you out of PlayStation <laughs> They're 5. They're chasing me out of PlayStation 5. Um, two more things before we roll on out of here, because it's getting super late. Oh, my gosh. Um, Vicarious Visions has now merged into Blizzard. Um, I don't want to say negative things about this, but (laughs) Vicarious Vision was acquired by Activision in 2005. They've published huge games like Guitar Hero, Spider-Man, Tony Hawk, Crash Bandicoot, Destiny, Skylanders, Call of Duty. I'm pretty sure they also did the, um, Crash Bandicoot and Spyro, um, remakes. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what this is about. Uh, the head of their studios has now switched over to Blizzard, the Blizzard side of the Activision, um, Blizzard, uh, the studio corporation thingy. And, uh, going forward, the Vicarious Visions team of about 200 people will be employees of Blizzard and fully dedicated to existing Blizzard games and initiatives. Um, 
Which means the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 studio will no longer be creating games as the lead developer. So this was really sad to me because I think they did a great job at bringing classic games back to uh, people. And now it's like, hey, we bought you. So (laughs) instead of you doing, you know, cool games you want to do, go work on Shadowlands for World of Warcraft or go work on Overwatch 2. Um, And it kind of sucks. That's all I have to say about that. If anybody wants to add anything, no, but that, that's mm. that's pretty much it. It's it, it sucks because it'd be one thing if they could still work on their project while being Blizzard. You know, that's that'd be cool, I guess. But yeah, the fact that it's gonna be <clears throat> wholly devoted to like Blizzard, it's a shame. It's it's a shame that that stuff has to die just so Blizzard gets more staff. And it's also just like I, I'm I'm very interested to see what happens with this too because. I don't even know if it's, like, going to be one of those things where they're just like, wow, we have extra staff, but we don't need them. And then they start laying people off as well. Like, I have no Yeah, idea. that's – I'm ex- I'm I'm unfortunately expecting that to be the next part of the story. And that is really going to suck because it's like, why did you even buy them in the first place mm-hmm. if you ain't going to use them? Why – I mean, Blizzard makes a lot of money. Activision makes a lot of money. I'm sure that hopefully they can use the extra, you know, help. But I'm just like, damn, that would suck. If if jobs at least are secure, then, you know, that's, that's, I guess, a net positive. But, like, it just just means a lot. It just means bad things for games that people really like, you know? So I hope at least they keep the job. I hope I'm wrong and that they can keep their jobs, you know? That's the one thing, that's the one silver lining that this story would have, but... We'll see. I mean, Overwatch is still successful. Uh, you know, World of Warcraft is continually successful after yeah, multiple Yeah, the Blizzard years. games are successful. <laughs> yeah, uh, Call of Duty, every every Call of Duty is going to sell, you know. So it's not like it's not yeah. like the company's in a bad space, right? Oh, yeah, no. Um, Blizzard so and Activision are chilling right now. I'm just talking yeah. about, like, you know, they'll, yeah. <laughs> Blizzard and Activision are chilling chillin'. right now. Chilling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and moving on. Unless anyone else has anything to say about that. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. So there's an article over on Polygon titled, there, uh, this is a report, not necessarily, you know, factual. Uh, Mass Effect 2 was once a bit more gay, but then Fox News happened. Uh, so it's uh, by P- Patricia Hernandez, Jack's orientation was changed late in development. Players of the galacting role-playing heist game might recall a certain mercurial character named Jack, who over the course of the game reveals that she had once been a part of a thropal with a man and woman. But bizarrely, Jack can only be romanced by male shepherds in the game, which left some fans feeling confused. Apparently, there is a reason for that. According to a recent interview conducted by The Gamer with Mass Effect 2 writer Brian Kindrigan. Kindrigan? Sorry, Brian. Uh, Jack was actually initially conceived as a pansexual character who could be into anyone. Um, Polygon has reached out to Bioware for comment regarding this anecdote. Uh, And the quote says, I was trying to chart out the arc of Jack's romance which for much of the development, it was actually very late that it became a male-female-only romance. She was essentially pansexual for most of the development of that romance. But after Fox News aired a segment that made a big fuss, and this is back to the article, um, out of an optional sex scene in Mass Effect 1, the writer's room got skittish for the follow-up. In the clip, the participants say that allowing a sex scene in a video game is like opening Pandora's box because kids could potentially see it. And the quote continues, they don't show women as being valued by anything but their sexuality, one of the personalities says of the first game, which is a bold assertion given that it allowed for players to choose a female protagonist. 
The pundits proceed to lean into their ignorance, claiming there's full nudity in the game, which there's not. Even so, the segment was a big enough deal that the news network influenced the development of the sequel. Wow. So, yeah, I had no idea about this, actually, but I thought it was really Neither interesting that... Yeah, that Fox News is, like, potentially the reason that you couldn't have a pansexual character back in Mass Effect 1. I've not played the Mass Effect games. I do want to eventually. I think they're having, like, the remakes or something. Remastered. Yeah, the, the trilogy is getting remastered for uh, modern consoles, and I can't wait for that because I actually do want to give them a try. Yeah, I've never played them, so I, I also would like to give them a try. But um, how do you guys feel about outside influences determining things such as this in video games, which are supposed to be free form expressive art? Yeah. yeah. It, it's yucky uh, the, the, to, to put it, to put it simply because, you know, like you said, it's a free form thing. It's, and that outside influence is changing that, that on its own premise is just not cool to hear. Uh, the second part of it is we literally talked about it in this podcast and we talked about previous podcasts. It's a fucking M-rated game. Who the fuck cares if there's like this kind of stuff that you would see in like an R-rated movie or something like that. So that just that goes back to the things of ratings. We've talked to death about that. I'm not going to go into that. And the third thing, Fox News. This is more like a personal thing about Fox News. They're not my preferred news things to uh, put it lightly. Because they have, uh, I won't go into full detail, but they have a tendency to not fully research the things that they're talking about when they're doing their news reporting. And the biggest offender of that is anything involving gaming. This is the, like, like the fact that they even talked about the whole sex scene about calling it a Pandora's box in this game that's not even meant for little Timmy at all is just another example of like Fox News just like just talking about shit they don't know about. <laughs> And just, like, you know, claiming it as, like, the authority on that situation. And I kind of pisses me off because this is just another example of them attacking games but don't know what it is. Gosh, you know. darn it, little Timmy. Yeah, little Tim. no, I mean, they never pull movies the t- out of theaters. Gotta, you gotta protect the kids, man. Exactly. Like, but they don't exactly pull movies good. out of theaters because they're lewd i mean you're allowed exactly. to watch adult things if you if i pay money i should be able to see it i mean i think they only went down that because they didn't want to see a pansexual character i think that was the big thing because there had been sexy stuff in video games i mean there were already grand theft auto games out at that time yeah so like there were already that but it couldn't be anything that might be not just a straight heterosexual relationship you know what you never see in a game? I did play Mass Effect Andromeda, right? There's, like, a bunch of aliens. And, like, where are the interspecies relationships? That's what I want to know. Like, do you think really that in was, space... That 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 didn't happen... To my knowledge, that didn't happen in Andromeda, but I think that does happen in the original trilogy. Okay. We I just want to know, because I'm like, how are you going to, like, be around a bunch of aliens and just never... <laughs> Like, it's, I mean, like, every relationship, only humans, only aliens. It's like, no. You'd be like... Yeah, bro, like, put a tongue on my nose or something. Damn. Okay. I'm sorry. So, Kelly, I actually didn't know that Andromeda just, like, got rid of the interspecies relationship. That's no wonder. There's, Andromeda got a lot of hate when it I came mean, out. Maybe, from you know, like, maybe it takes some work. You know, you might have to figure out what goes where. You know, maybe we don't I have know, compatible yeah. parts. I don't know. They yeah. figure out really the well, most of the characters, though, it, it's like a humanoid type thing. Sure. Yeah. You know. I mean, yeah. Even when there was interspecies relationship, it was humanoid aliens, but they were yeah. different species, definitely. 
Oh, well, I only played Andromeda and I didn't get that far. I was just like, that's so around driving around. But uh, I do also want to ask you guys, like, how do you feel about media influence over, like, uh, the the Wait. real point of this is that, I, I, I know, Gabe, I'm going to get to you, but I also want you to also answer and think about this. But, like, the real reason I wanted to bring this up is because this segment being in the news essentially affected the way that the character was written. Yeah. And it completely changed, you know, the outcome of the final product. So I want to sure. think about that as well. But go ahead, Gabe. Well, Brandon didn't say it. He didn't get into it, but I'm going to get into it. And I'm going to say it once again, for the love of God, if you don't want your kid playing an M-rated game to be influenced by what's going on in the game, then don't buy your kid a fucking M-rated game. It's rated M for a reason. Mature, 17 years of age or older. Because that content, no matter if it's a heterosexual relationship or a homosexual relationship or any other type of relationship, it's not made for your kid. It's rated M for a reason. Stop being stupid. Secondly, like we've all been saying, Fox News is known for being full of shit. No one said it like that, but I'm going to say it like that because they are known for being full of shit. I'm tired of... Because a lot of these these video game things come from Fox News. The, oh, you shouldn't let your kid play video games. It's always them. It's like like nine times out of ten, them. Yeah, because you shouldn't let them play violent games because they're going to be violent people. Look... You old, dusty sack of dirt and dust. Shut up. If you don't want to play video games, don't cover If you don't want to hear about video games, don't cover it on your stupid news channel. Which, mind you, if you wouldn't want kids to be influenced by violence, you wouldn't be reporting half the shit you report. It's, it's, and then for the... I don't remember. It was Electronic Arts, right? That was the studio behind Mass Effect. I am reading. And mm-hmm, I believe so. Yes. Um... To hear that Electronic Arts was influenced by a media outlet is very surprising because even though they've been in the past known to be bullied by a general fan base, <clears throat> Battlefront 2, um, I feel like Electronic Arts, especially back then, because this game came out, Mass Effect 2 came out 2010. I feel like, <clears throat> ooh, voice crack. I feel like they're a big enough company to put on their big boy pants and say, look, you may not agree with it, but this is where our game is going. This is where this this particular um, section of the game is going. And if you don't like it, well, that's too bad. This is you're not the one making the game. So I'm a little surprised that Electronic Arts allowed that to, you know, influence what they were doing. Um, uh, yeah. So the game, sorry, the game is uh, developed by Bioware. Uh, it was published by EA, but um, the, I, so I don't want to. I will say that this could have easily just been like Bioware writers. Like it seems as if this was Bioware writers seeing that and being like, "Hey, we should probably change what we're writing," as opposed to uh, EA developers being like, "Hey, Fox News said this. Go change this." All right, so um, let me reverse all that bioware is still a big enough company that i feel like they should have been able to put on their own big boy pants and again say this is where we're taking the direct this is where we're taking this part of the game in this certain direction and we're gonna leave it like that because this is our game um and also there's i think there's something you said about um about fox news saying that they don't want kids to see you know like girl on girl or whatever it was is that something you said no (laughs) No, there there was something that made me look because if 
if Matt, if the that in Mass Effect Two bothered Fox News so greatly, actually, you know what? Let me not say it because I guarantee you, if I look, I'll be able to find Fox News saying something ah, about what else I was going to bring. I said up. Um, the quote says they don't show women as being valued by anything but their sexuality, which is yeah, that's that was the quote. I'm assuming that you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So then I heard it wrong. So I'm going to move away from that point. But my biggest point. Bioware, you're big enough of a company to not pay attention to that. And Fox News, if you don't want your kids paying attention to that type of stuff, don't buy them M-rated games, you idiots. You know what's funny about like we're talking about like uh, game developers like standing their ground on the creative decision. I think the best example of that of a developer standing their ground <clears throat> was actually Bayonetta. And to keep it brief. Bayonetta, you know, she wears glasses, right? And Camilla did that because that was the the look that she wanted to have, like the like 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 a sexy woman that had glasses. But like someone from like a higher up was like telling him, "Hey, this is not gonna work. If you want this like to be like a sexy girl character, she can't wear glasses." And what did Camilla do? Not only did he keep the glasses on, but he had every single main character in Bayonetta wear some kind of glasses. Like Rodan wears like sunglasses. Her friend Jean wears like shades as well. Like every single character wears some kind of sunglasses, and he did that in protest of him being told. Like, and he made the statement of having uh, you know, the glasses, saying like, "Don't tell me how to make my fucking game." Is his exact quote. Glasses are beautiful, so I don't know what that glasses guy was wearing. I'll be wearing mine next week. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's just this is. I I think it's really sad to see someone's vision get changed, but I also think Mass Effect at the time was going to be a huge product for Bioware and, you know, a huge product um, for EA as well. And I think it's very easy to fall under pressure when you're venturing into something new, uh, especially with a pansexual character back in the, what, PS2 or PS3, sorry, PS3 era. 2010, I'm not really sure. Um, it, it can be really daunting to like you know it's like if we're talking about something progressive like really progressive that we want to do it gets leaked and then we hear on the news just people being like oh this is horrible you know like how how how, how firm would we stand on what we're gonna do you know like how i'll tell how... you these hands are rated e for everybody sorry <laughs> I have to. no 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 i understand it's just and I, I i would hope that we would be able to stick to um what we believed in but it can be really hard to be you know the first people to essentially do something so big right like so i i it really sucks that um, that type of outside influence is what caused something like this. But I appreciate all the writers at, you know, uh, BioWare, uh, especially some of them specifically who I've met who are really wonderful um, for, for, you know, writing um, non-heterosexual characters, not like just, yeah, you know, just write your shit. Fuck, fuck news. Fox news. Fox, Fox, fuck, fuck. You know, just write your shit, be yourself, do what's do what's good for you, and um, people will either love it or hate it. You know, for all the people who hate HP Critical, these hands are rated E for everybody. There you go. <laughs> also, I would like to Johnny Silverhand's oh, hands are rated E for everybody. Also, <laughs> not anymore. They are anymore. Oh, very true. <laughs> Not anymore. I also have to formally apologize to Gabe's parents. I'm so sorry. I said a lot of bitches and fucks in this podcast. I, I apologize. I, uh, yeah. 
My family, we curse different. like sailors. Yeah, so does mine. Mm. Oh, yeah, well, then, you know, so I apologize for the titties. I there didn't say anything about titties. Well, I mean... No, that was me. I, I, already, I already said sorry, Mom. So right. sorry. I also I referenced no titties when I was talking about GTA 5. <laughs> <laughs> then I have absolutely no apologies. I am confident in everything I've said this podcast. Fuckers. <laughs> so before I close out, actually, is there anything that you guys want to um say before we end this lovely podcast? Yeah, I'll skip the movie thing because that's going to be a little bit lengthy. I'll just talk about the Balan Wonderworld uh, impressions <laughs> that I promised at the beginning. Um, yeah, so I played the demo. Um, people online are say, are showing pictures of the Switch port of Balan Wonderworld. And the Switch port, boy, is not optimized for this game. This really does feel like it was made for next gen. Like, Switch and the Switch thing, the, the people are loading in with T-poses. It's, it's not looking pretty. Not looking pretty at all. And that's a shame because... Oh boy! Um, for context, I was really excited for this game. I wrote an entire article when this game got announced. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. This is Square Enix, right? Uh, Square Enix and Balance Studios. Let this happen. Yeah, I don't know how they let the Switch port look so bad. So, for context, I played the PS5 demo because I the pictures were enough to convince me, and I wasn't gonna get it on Switch anyways. So yeah, I tried the PS5 demo, and um, the game itself is beautiful looking. And you have, like, when you choose your character, you can be a male or female, and you have, like, all these different skin color choices. Like, the game looks gorgeous. As far as the gameplay, though, it's way too simple. It's way too simple. And here's the thing. It's a 3D platformer. These games are not meant to be, like, extremely complicated or anything like that. But, like, it feels like a game that's kind of, like, trapped in like the 90s in way in the way it was like its level design it's not evolving the genre the same way like odyssey would so i was playing the game and at first i was like enamored with the colors and the different mini games you can do but i got bored and i was just like exploring the world collecting the stuff and there just wasn't a lot to do and here's the thing the game itself doesn't have a lot of controls you can move and you can jump and that's it that's your base thing you get costumes to give you new moves that will like turn your jump button into something else but that's it. And then you can switch between the costumes. But it's it's just, it's not a bad game. Let me make that clear. But this is not a game that I can justify anyone playing, spending 70 bucks on. This is something that I'm personally, as excited as I was, is something I'm going to get like either was on sale or if it becomes a PS Plus game. Like, it's, it's, it's too simple. Like, I can't see someone staying on this game for like too long without getting bored. Even if you're into this kind of genre, I would just go say, especially if you have a Switch. Don't play this on Switch. Absolutely don't play this on Switch. Play Odyssey instead. That's a or or ahead in time. I hear that's a pretty good game, but I haven't played it myself. Yeah, that's my impressions on Battle and Wonder World. Oh boy. Uh, I'm I'm just I just wish there was more to it. But the I demo I wanted to it, sell me. I honestly thought it was supposed to be like a kid game anyway. I mean, there 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 are some hints that it might be have like some kind of like darkness beneath the surface. Bro, like, I thought that shit was for babies. Not even gonna lie. I was like, this is clearly a game for babies. Listen. But listen. I had faith because Square Enix, and now you just told me not to waste my time. Yeah. I, you in particular would not like this game, Drill. You would like, you like, yeah. Yeah. No, it's bueno. It's way mild. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'll buy it on sale or for free if it comes on PS Plus, but it's no longer day one for me. Want to play it? Just not in any rush anymore. 
That is so disappointing. I'm disappointed. We are, once again, with, you know, the Switch underperforming T-poses in a video game in 2020. Can you believe it? It's like nobody learns from anybody. (laughs) That's not fair to say. I'm sure that, you know, they were in development for a while and had no idea that Cyberpunk was going to come out like trash, so. Uh, Yeah. But for anybody, you know, developing games now, guess what's unacceptable? T-poses in your video game upon launch. When does this game come out, Brandon? So this is supposed to come out two months, exactly two months from now. Like, it's it's uh, January 28th at this recording. Hey. So it's to come out on March 28th. So two months ain't a lot of time to fix the Switch problems. Like, I don't think they'll be able to. Again, the game looks fine on PS5. It looks great. It's just the central game design itself is just a bit too simple. Like, Not as well. It's, it's a modern game stuck in the conventions of a in the 90s and there's like better 90s collectathon games like i'm sure there's like like the banjo games are probably better in terms of just how they do things but anyway that's what that's my thoughts all right um so to round this out i decided that at the end of every podcast i want to ask you guys a question okay what kind of question you'll see when i ask it when are you gonna ask it right now are you ready ready i don't know am i I don't know. Okay, damn okay. Uh, just ask, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so today's question is going to be really easy. What are your top three um, game genres to play? See, simple. Oh, cool. That is pretty simple. Yeah, for me, it's definitely RPG is number one. I love I love me a good long story. Um, I enjoy, I talked about Battle and Wonder. I was very excited about the game because it's my genre, like 3D platforms. I love that genre to death. Um, yeah, that's the second one for me. And, uh, third one. Ooh. Someone else go, because I, I gotta think about that third Bruh, one. Bruh, yeah. you weren't ready. I weren't, well, I got two and three. That's I'll, a, nope, you fail. Strategy, thank you. Ripperino. Okay. Turn-based, okay. turn-based strategy, not real-time strategy. I hate real-time strategy. Alright. I love uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with survival horror. Would you count co-op horror in that, or is that too different? I, I would count it in that. Okay, so survival I, horror, co-op horror, because whatever. Um, FPS, first-person shooter. Just I love first-person shooters. I haven't played one in a while, but um, and also I guess probably MMO. I mean, I guess that's really okay. I'd probably say MMO RPG, I guess, because World of Warcraft, and I would say like those kinds of games like would probably be third. I feel like that covers almost everything, though. I guess not really. I mean, it's a vast array, but you also passed. Gabe? You go first. I'm trying to put my third one in I'm asking order. the question. I don't I'm go. I'm asking the question. I don't go. Are you about um, to fail? Yeah, I'm about to fail. Uh, my first one would be open world RPG. My second one would be survival, not horror survival. And my third one would be uh, hack and slash. Nobody said action adventure. That's interesting. Well... But usually, for me, I feel like RPG. I'm gonna put this, yeah, I'm gonna slap an yeah. asterisk on my open world RPG because most of most of the art open art open. Yo, if you don't start speaking English like a normal human, we're gonna have some problems, sir. It's just too late. Um, it is. Um, because usually the open world RPGs I play are action adventure because again, I feel like you can't have an open world RPG and not adventure through it and mm-hmm. have some action. So those are my three. All right, cool. Thank you, guys. I'm going to ask you questions at the end of every episode, either to learn hey, about Brandon, yourself or... Brandon doesn't uh, have his third yet. He literally said it. Was, it, was, oh. it, was, it was strategy. Turn-based strategy. Yeah. Oh. Are, and you're not going to answer your own question? I don't answer questions. What do you think this is? I'm the host. Really? Because you just um, finished answering my question. 
Anyway, it's been a lovely conversation. Uh, I'm going to ask you guys questions to either learn about yourself or, you know, some video game trivia. We'll see how it works out. And uh, with that, I will talk to you all later. Goodbye, all my lovely, beautiful listeners. Bye. Bye. Let's go. HP Critical.